Step into the realm of the paranormal until the last drop, a show that blends paranormal stories and events with a themed drink. So welcome back to this part two of our zombie series. Ooh, part two. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't <laughs> really say series because it's not really a series. It's more of just like a two part. The second part. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in comparison to the other things that we've seen zombies with, I mean, if it's a series, it'll go on for like, what, 16 to 18 seasons. And it'll probably be like avoiding most of the zombie topics and going into like something else. <laughs> I don't know. Are we on Netflix? Maybe. Then we get one season and then we're cut. <sighs> Darn. That's the way of Netflix. <laughs> well, within our last episode of this, mm-hmm. we covered the origin, history, and we went into some of the pop culture references that were part of the zombie um, zombie basis, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, in this this one, we're actually going to go over where the zombies have gone in some of the different video games because it is a very lucrative <laughs> topic in these video games or a lucrative subject, I suppose. They're in everything. Yeah. We'll also be going into our drink in this episode as well. Mm. So um, let's get started. Yeah. The dead will rise so they can hear more content from Till the Last Drop. So the first game reference that I can think of that has at least been most impactful for me mm-hmm. has been the zombie mode within Call of Duty. Starting off in, uh, I believe it was World at War, so Call of Duty 5 at that point. Um, it was just an additional little map that was at the end of the campaign that you could go and play. And it was maybe a little two-story small building um, that you just tried to survive as many rounds as you could. You could board up the windows. You could uh, buy weapons off the walls. There was a stationary mystery box that could give you a range of different weapons. Um, all was this which... not in the Black Ops games? They re-released the map. Oh, but oh no, this... I meant I meant this was a the first one came out in a regular Call of Duty because aren't the other yeah. ones in Black Ops? Yeah, well, uh, the World of War. Well, it was all mainly based off of the Treyarch versions of the games. It was kind of a uh, additional. Sp- like mode that they didn't even put much attention into at first until it gained a lot of popularity. <laughs> Tell people were like, wait, no, yeah. we like that. Yeah. Um, so it was basically world at war was basically just another one of call of duties, uh, world war two version, I guess, themed games. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> so they, after that, after the main campaign and whatnot, it had that one zombie map. So mm-hmm. it was known as like Nazi zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just zombies. They actually were themed for the game. Mm-hmm. So this small room, you had your mystery box. You had like other weapons that you could get out of it from the campaign. There was also like a, a special weapon, a ray gun. Mm-hmm. So that was like extremely overpowered. It let people get into like higher rounds and all that. But as far as the map goes, it wasn't as dynamic. Mm-hmm. Later on through other DLCs for this game, they released an asylum. They released a uh, Japanese style swamp forest area okay and then of course there was Darice at the end or the giant that mm. one that is where the story for it actually started to expand and become something more than just try to live as long as you can while killing zombies and getting points yeah because there's actually a really expansive in-depth <laughs> story yes in the the call of duty yes. zombies franchise um not only has this map been remade and revisited within i believe it was cold war uh call of duty cold war mm-hmm. or black ops cold war <laughs> call mm-hmm. of duty black ops cold war there's three subsections of a name in there mm-hmm. um the original version basically had you going from a starting hub with a uh pack a punch machine which led you lets you make your weapon more powerful so mm-hmm. that you can kill zombies more efficiently and whatever <laughs> There was it was locked behind a teleporter. You had to link all three teleporters to that to be able to access it. Mm-hmm. So, building upon that idea, they went into different areas that they had the zombies in. So, for instance, moving on to the Black Ops series, they had a theater, mm-hmm. which the main characters from the previous game teleported into. Um, I'm trying to remember what else they had in there. It was like, I guess they had like a subseries where it was in the Pentagon. Really? I don't remember that. Yeah, that one was with, um, oh, JFK. 
John, <laughs> John McAmere, I think his name was, um, Richard Nixon and Fidel Castro. Oh, I remember you talking about <laughs> Nixon. I, yeah. Wow. Uh, they were all in there. That was kind of a, a weird, like little sub thing, but it was, I'll say, isn't that not, it was fun because of the quotes of the characters. That's not, I don't think those ones were directly related to the storyline, <laughs> right? Not, I don't think it really was. The map itself was revisited later on as DLC for one of the other games, mm-hmm. but it was, I think you were going back as different characters in this area. So it was, I don't know. It, it had some reference in there. Okay. So it started out as just a one-off kind of thing. Yeah. And then they eventually realized, oh, people like this. So they kept going. And then they eventually became came up with an actual story. Yeah. To go along with it. Yeah. Which, so there's like three different s- sagas or stories, I suppose. There's like the Aether story, which is what includes most of... World at War, Black Ops, Black Ops 2, 3, and 4. And that's um, the story with Richtofen and... Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a Chaos story, which is mostly featured in Black Ops 4. And then there's a Dark Aether Saga as well, which is Cold War and Call of Duty Vanguard. But uh, we're not going to talk about Vanguard. <laughs> we're also not going to talk about anything that came from uh, Call of Duty World War Two. Okay. So... Those are also things that are important to re <laughs> to realize in this. Um, so in these games, the zombies come from a very particular thing. Yeah. And what is that? Well, it's believed that I, if I remember correctly, which it's been forever since I've actually looked into the lore of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it came from like the meteor 115 or the element in the meteors 115. Right. So. And it somehow affected right corpses and brought them back yeah (laughs) but there (laughs) was also there was also like a catalyst that could control them as well if there's been so much Mm -hmm. (laughs) so for a while i believe like it was maxis's daughter samantha that was able to control these zombies after something happened and then like what oh and maxis and richtofen were weren't they both the scientists that were researching 115 yeah they were two of the german scientists that were researching the the effects of it and i think it was mainly for teleportation but (laughs) again i have not been up on the storyline for a long time um i do know that recently within here and this is a little bit outside of of uh traditional release and all that but there is a uh, remade version of Call of the Dead mm-hmm. on Black <laughs> Ops 3 on the PC version, mm-hmm. which brings back our good friend George Romero. Mm-hmm. So and that one was based off of like there was a movie shoot in like the upper north, I think it was. So it's, it's cold. like, yeah, there's like I it's a, a snowscape and there's like a ship that's kind of frozen in and all that. And they were I think they were like filming a zombie film. And then the zombies turned out to start being real. Mm. <laughs> so it's like you play as Sarah Michelle Geller, Donnie Trejo. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. <laughs> Donnie Trejo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert England and uh, oh, who was the last one? Michael Rooker. Ah. And isn't George Romero? Yeah. George Romero gets dragged into the water by the zombies and he becomes this massive lumbering giant like (laughs) over the top zombie wielding a uh production light so but that's one of the things and they have like throughout all of the different call of duty like zombie series because they would release like what four maps or something most of the cases for each new game um they all had one that was kind of outside the story a little bit. Some of them. I, it I, had, but I it remember. had actual like known famous. I don't want to like voice actors are obviously yeah. known, but like known actors. Yeah. And actresses that portrayed like they had um, Alcatraz. Yeah. In, that, in the mob of the dead. And that one was pretty cool. And then they had. I um, think that was actually the first map that you could defeat. Or not defeat, but I suppose like end. You didn't have to like die to the zombies to be able to like end your play cycle. You could actually like choose to just end the the runs. I thought that it like 
I thought that you ended it, but it like restarted the cycle or something. Well, you broke the cycle oh, of those okay. characters. Yeah, they were like stuck in a, um, I can't think an of the in, word. A loop. An infinite yeah. Loop. Yeah. Like a purgatory yeah. kind of thing where like they just kept having to relive it. And they talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And they could eventually get all the you're you're trying to find parts and pieces to things and solve like mysteries and things throughout all of them. That's what you're doing. You're finding all these pieces that lead up to a big, you know, payoff yeah. while being killed or, you know, chased relentlessly by zombies. Yeah. Um, it- and it's it's an interesting style of gameplay, mainly because, yeah, you're fighting against zombies. These are like, I suppose, classified as fast zombies. <laughs> Some of them. Yeah. Well, they start off slow and obviously to ramp up the difficulty, they get faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mostly mostly it seems as though it's like crowd control. But if you're trying to do, say, an Easter egg to figure out more of the storyline or mm-hmm. or anything like that, it's it's more or less like it. It comes down to save a grenade, like <laughs> get the last zombie to crawl so you mm-hmm. have more time to move around and then do what you need to do. Yeah, so, you have to like plan out yeah. how you want to do it. You have to learn where everything is. But yeah. Which um, now is not difficult at all because people basically speed run the Easter eggs to the point <laughs> where they're solved before the game is even released. Yeah. So, which is a very suspicious, but... Mm. <laughs> but then there was also... Um, one of my favorite, which I don't play it, but I liked watching um, the one with Ron Perlman and Jeff Goldblum. Oh, uh, Shadows of Evil. <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved that one. That yeah. had it, it almost brought in like <laughs> Lovecraftian horror elements. It was very much similar. I mean, and you're zombies looking at a, and yeah, it looks like it's a 1930s, 1940s style, like large city. And then there's um, throughout the story of the Easter egg progression, there's a massive like, like Lovecraftian tentacle monster (laughs) in the sky. Yeah, that one was cool. And that's kind of there were zombies, too. Yeah, there were also zombies. Yeah. And that one was cool, though. And they worked that into the overall storyline of of uh, the later maps that were released with that. Yeah. So because, again, like there's the four main characters mm-hmm. uh Richtofen what are their names <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> Edward Richtofen Tank Dempsey Dempsey uh Nicola oh geez not Tesla nope he's good though <laughs> I like yeah. him uh Nikolai I think it was if that's the case and um it was Takio but I don't remember I don't remember their full names so, but yeah, those were the standard four. Yeah. And then they had, uh, Nikolai Blinsky, oh. Tink Dempsey, Edward Richtofen, and Takio Masaki. Oh, okay. But yeah, they called him Nikolai and Takio. Yeah. And Dempsey and Richtofen. Um, <clears throat> those four characters were the main story and they had to solve you had to go through and like I said, it wasn't just about killing the zombies. It was about figuring out how it came to be, what was going on and how to stop it. Yeah. Which is kind of the basis of all zombie apocalypse scenarios. Oh, yeah. Like what happened? What can we do? How do we fix it? Yeah. Um, obviously, this went into a huge storyline um, just because like there's it. There's so many maps. There's so much that they added into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's an entire like timeline mm-hmm. and an entire like plot synapses and all that online, which we'd be here for days. Well, yeah. If we really tried to get into all this. I'm sure the timeline's really intense, too, because didn't they go back in time? I mean, there's a scene. There's a time where Rick Tovin kills himself. Yeah. So <laughs> like he comes in a teleporter and shoots himself. Yeah. Yeah. And then takes the rest of the team. They're like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, we need to bring our other bodies. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, there yeah. was a lot. And I just remember you got, you and your friends playing it. And I would like read <laughs> the the plot no. and um, the lore, I guess. And then also figure out how to, how for you guys to solve the Easter eggs. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, that's that's like the Call of Duty side of things. There are other <laughs> other games that have used zombies. I mean, just to name a couple. I mean, uh, there was The Last of Us, yeah. um, Dead Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, you left... played you played Dead Island a little bit. I, I don't remember as much of it. I don't know if I was really that into it. I, I think you played it. really liked it for like ten minutes, mm. and yeah. <laughs> like then it got really, it got weirdly difficult. I think. Mm. Um, I remember, uh, that, it, that's a long time ago. That that yeah. was a that's an older game. That was Jack um, B days. There is, uh, let's see, uh, Plants vs Zombies. Ah, that one's really. I well love known. Plants vs Zombies though. Yeah, like that's also a different. <laughs> like okay, it's not it's, exactly the same. But yeah. It's cutesy or whatever. It's geared towards you know a younger audience, um, but it's more of a strategy and. Yeah, you have plants that can shoot. So yeah, sentient plants, <laughs> sentient plants yep. to fight off the zombies. Yep. But it's interesting. I think it's kind of cool. They, they don't really talk a lot about how the zombies came to be or anything. No, and I don't think they would. No, um, they're just there because it's it's an enemy that makes sense. Zombies in this case are slow. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that gives you time to get the resources you would need. So as a game mechanic, it makes sense. Right. Plus, like, you you have to, like, it's, again, it's strategy, so it's it's different where you're just, like, deciding where you need to plant the plants and what kind yeah. of plants. And there's different styles or levels of zombies. They do different things. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. There is. Uh, Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Well, Left 4 Dead, that one kind of changed up a little bit of the way that zombie games functioned at the time because mm-hmm. I, I don't remember when that one came out was that 2009 or 2006 the first one um i'm not i sure. think the second one came out in 2009 um but i could be wrong i don't even remember it's it's been a bit yeah i lived in idaho when it came <laughs> um, out but basically it takes four players working together and obviously you could have npcs fill in the gaps but it's never as successful um you can use npcs yeah you could have npcs you could go in and do it solo but i mean again it's not as successful because anytime you get against like harder enemies you're dead you might as well stop playing i only ever played it i played it with one other person playing with me oh and so it was just two of us i didn't know you could use npcs yeah might have helped yeah you can have npcs (laughs) fill the fill the spaces it was interesting though because of the different zombies that they had yeah, they had like uh, they had like the uh, I think they called them the smokers, mm-hmm. which had like a, a grapple tongue that could grab a player and and take them yeah. out of the group, which you then had to like try to kill the thing and save them. Uh, they had the boomers, which Boomer. uh, would normally run up to you and explode with a whole bunch of things that they wished was still um, still around. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they're like hunters. <laughs> um, yeah, there was or the stalkers hun- or yeah. something. Hunter. I mean, yeah, the hunters would is basically a zombie in a hoodie that would jump on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and try and. Yeah, and then there was uh the witch. Yeah, the witch. The witch that kind of was a big obstacle as if you alerted her. That's when you had to immediately go into stealth, and if you alerted her, she would scream and summon a bunch of. Other zombies to rush you as well as also like she clawing would rush your eyes you. out. Yeah, and she was <laughs> she was intense. Yeah. There was like a tank. Yeah, the tank. That's pretty much where you'd need to have a full team of people <laughs> if you wanted to try to kill it. Yeah. Because that would just annihilate your team. Pretty much one hit from it would, would down a player. Yeah. And the whole so. point in that one is you have this team and you're trying to get to an extraction point. Yeah. Throughout various safe houses on along the way that you get to. So the... It was a moderately lengthy kind of like campaign style mm-hmm. where you go. And it wasn't it wasn't bad in any means. It did start a different style of zombie gameplay. Right. I thought it really was seen before that. Pretty interesting um, when it first came out. I played yeah. it then. Um, obviously, The Walking Dead has their <laughs> hand in this as well. Uh, Telltale Games released a. Uh, uh, I don't know if I should say turn-based. It's more of like, or I guess quick action or, yeah. and all that, where uh, you'd either have to respond to different questions that were presented from characters or quick-time events that had to be done properly. Otherwise, your character you're playing as at the time would get either injured or killed and alter the story. 
Yeah, it's kind of like so, choose your own adventure too. Yeah, and that's the style that Telltale has gone with a lot of their games. I mean, I know they did that with the Borderlands series and yeah, and all that when they did it. I know that you played through The Walking Dead, the first at least Telltale game. Yeah, and it did have a good story. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. I thought it was. I mean, it wasn't. You're not doing a very interactive gameplay, I guess. No, it's it's more cinematic, and it's it's yeah, like you said a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Right. But it had a really cool story. Yeah. I haven't looked at any of the other ones, but I know I'm pretty sure I cried at the end of that <laughs> one because I'm sensitive. Yeah. There's, there's also more, it feels like more to me, it was more of an open world style. Uh, hmm. I think it was, where is it here? <laughs> uh, Days gone. Hmm. I think that's the one that I was thinking of. Um, You're like the guy riding around on his motorcycle. Oh, he's trying yeah. to meet up with his wife and all that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't really play that one too much, but, uh, it, it seemed like it could have had all more potential of it. But mm-hmm. again, it just, it didn't, didn't get on my radar as far as something that I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, looking for PC style of games. There's Daisy. Obviously that's one that's, massive multiplayer open world style gameplay where there's zombies around. There'll be a little bit of a distraction, but your biggest enemy is going to be other players. Mm. Um, I don't like those. I don't like a game where I put in a bunch of work. And like <laughs> I have to go live my normal life because, you know, yeah. And then somebody I, comes along and destroys. I, I hate that. I don't remember if Daisy was the one that also had a mechanic where if you are not in the game, your character can still be attacked and looted potentially. (laughs) Like if you, like if you are done with your play session for the time, you need to find a place where it would be safe. And then you go to that place and you essentially would quote unquote sleep. And then while you're offline, you're asleep. Mm. So if for some strange reason, somebody finds you, they could potentially kill you and take your stuff. Yes, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, I don't remember if that was Daisy or if I'm thinking of something else. Um, I know there's other games that are like that, and I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to play a game where I literally have <laughs> to be like always playing it. I have a life. Yeah. Um, another interesting but old one is Dead Rising. Dead Rising. That's the one where. Oh you're, yeah. You're in the mall. Yep. And like that one was kind of fun because uh, everything could be a weapon. Like, yeah. I remember dismantling a mannequin and running around with its leg <laughs> and like beating zombies with it. Yeah. But well, you're a photojournalist or something. Yeah. Well, and with the sequels for that, they also just made it so ridiculous, but they, they made it so that it was more comedic. Yeah. So I, I thought mean, it was pretty funny to begin with. I think there was one way that you could like craft a chainsaw at the end of a stick. Or something like that and swing that around. I, oh. I think that was one of them that I remember seeing. I don't remember. Um, I didn't get very far in it because I wasn't very good at it. But yeah. I thought it was funny. Um, I think one series of games that is <laughs> kind of zombies um, is Dead Space. Oh, okay. That's like space zombies. Yeah. Um, And... Those are at least the first one and the second one for sure are some of the, in my opinion, most well done horror games. Yeah. there And then obviously we haven't gotten around to looking into the Callisto, Callisto protocol. protocol. I want to um, But it does seem like it's, it's been said that it's a spiritual successor to the Dead Space series and which mm-hmm. makes sense. A lot of the developers were on on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember that Dead Space was, it, it verged between like aliens and zombies, but they were kind of like, kind of like possessed, kind of like more like the Evil Dead style, if that's makes sort any sense. Of, on but a space, Evil Dead in space. With aliens. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. It, mm, it wasn't really aliens. No, it's like. um Frequencies? The, what is it called? <laughs> the marker. The marker. Sending yeah. out a way but to that was from. Crazy. Okay, so the marker was created by ancient people of some sort, mm-hmm. and it somehow like 
got into people's minds and yeah, like <laughs> messed them up. Oh. And yeah, then the dead people weren't even necessarily, they were reanimated, but then they, they were called necromorphs yeah. and they were like, morphed dead people I exactly guess. necromorphs yeah yeah mm-hmm. um <laughs> so they're a sort of zombie but they're like a weird zombie human alien hybrid yeah. thing i yeah. don't know they they were morphed in a way that made it so that they could achieve their goals easier yeah so obviously this was a lot more story driven it's very different from say the example of call of duty zombies which are like round based um I remember Dead Space being, it had the potential of being a lot more difficult because you would have low supplies of ammo around. You had to rely on other ways of killing them, which mm-hmm. would include, say, cutting off a limb and <laughs> shooting it back into them, like right. pinning them to a wall or something like that, or throwing an object that you could pick up with like the like telekinesis or whatever it was and throwing it at them, either causing one of them to be able to explode or using explosive barrels that you could just shoot one round in causing area of effect damage and all that too. Yeah. I think one of the things that was most effective in the first game for sure is that you play as an engineer. Mm -hmm. You're not even like some super soldier. You're just a dude who fixes things on a space station and they take you in because stuff's going wrong on the space station. (laughs) Yeah. And you get trapped and you have to like try and find your way back to your ship, right? I think so. And I remember the story for the second one more than I do of the first one. The story is so in depth again on this one, like the the background behind everything. They tell you like they tell you about the the marker, the item that's causing all this. They tell you how it's been found and that there's like a cult that like mm. worships it and they're trying to bring people in. And yeah. It's it's weird. It's like hive mind almost. Yeah. Um but one of the most effective things is that you're just you're playing a regular person with tools that you would use to fix things on the ship and he doesn't ever talk your character doesn't speak right um i don't remember so much on the first one the second one he does have some dialogue but that's during cutscenes when he's talking to other characters i'm pretty sure the first one he doesn't speak Mm. And that was one of the ways that you could really get immersed in it because you could put yourself in that position even more because you don't have a voice that's not yours attached to it. Yeah. But it was very, very, the environment and the zombie creatures were really, really cool. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, Switching, switching theming and pace on that one. There's also the zombies that have shown up in uh, an extremely open world game, Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh-huh. mostly they're there because it's, why not? You might as well have an enemy. And, uh, usually they show up at night or low light levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's mostly just, it's mostly just there as an inhibitance because otherwise you would be able to just do whatever at any point in time. You need to have something to be able to kind of give some resistance to right. the player. Right. So. Well, they have other enemies, but that's just one of them. Yeah. Zombies. Like they have spiders and skeletons and. Yeah. Well, the skeleton could be considered a zombie in that sense. I mean, it's a reanimated skeleton. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So there's also lots of things in Roblox that are zombie themed. Yeah. I don't know. I've never really delved into Roblox, but I know they have zombie stuff there. Um, There's obviously the the largest the largest one with Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can make references to one, two, three, four. Well, was it three? I don't remember. Um, four. I don't uh, remember. It was five. It, I don't remember when it was. It six that started with the. I think it I don't was seven, wasn't it? Wasn't seven the village? I don't know. I don't remember anymore. There's also like other like versions of them that have come out too but uh yeah i know resident evil was a big one for the zombie zombie scene (laughs) yeah well and that was that was cool like they had a a really again in-depth backstory for why they existed Mm -hmm. and you could also have yourself a jill sandwich 
A Jill sandwich? Yeah, that's Resident Evil 1. Mm. Yeah, anyway, one of the wonderful, <laughs> wonderful dialogues. Biohazard. Oh, okay. That's six. Okay. Resident yeah. Evil by No, that's seven. Was it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, and Resident Evil 8 is Village. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah, because cool. Resident Evil, I don't know. What's the sixth one? I didn't. They made so many. Yeah. Um, now, these are, of course, video games. I mm-hmm. mean, going back to, like, tabletop games and all that, like, zombies have been, like, pretty well known. I'm pretty sure they, they're featured within, like, Dungeons and Dragons and um, I'm trying to think, like, uh, Magic. Like there Magic was... the Gathering. There's, like, full full themed Oh, play yeah, styles that are yeah. based off of zombies and all that, which go off of more card mechanics where like you have your standard deck where you draw your cards, your play field, and then your graveyard where like <gasps> destroyed cards or used cards are put and there's card effects that have like zombies in them that let you bring those cards back from the graveyard to your play mm-hmm. field or your hand or whatever. Yeah, so, the deck I used to always play was uh uh relied on that mechanic. Yeah. Had a lot of dead in it. Yeah. Actually, um, Xander was showing me, I believe it was a Ash zombie, and that was something from Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, last night. To me, that sounds like it's a zombie that is at a volcano. <laughs> so I think that's what uh, that's what I pictured. It was like, or a zombie that was burned by a dragon or something like that. So it, it's like Ash, but it's reanimated. It was like like what I pictured when he was telling me was um. This, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but people of Pompeii. Oh, yeah. Like, were being reanimated because they got, you know. Yeah. That's kind of what I pictured. And, uh, yeah, he showed me a picture and that's, they looked about like you would expect, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> they looked cool, though. Original recipe or extra crispy. Ooh. <laughs> so. Yeah, here. Yeah, I mean this. That's a yeah. He's like looks like there's a fan in front of him. So well, he's losing some of his ash. That's one of those like glamour shots. <laughs> Hold where... on to your ash. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, there's countless games that are going to be using zombies, not just as like our our main theming, but also just generalized as well mm-hmm. within there. I mean, I can't think of all of them. <laughs> I mean, I think there's even like some kind of sort of zombie aspects to some of the stuff in Binding of Isaac. Probably. At one point, you're going through a corpse yeah, yeah. and like it's well, still yeah. trying to kill you. Yeah. Like and anybody familiar with the game, I mean, there's like uh, the blue baby or like the mm-hmm. three question mark. I mean, that's basically a zombie character. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So there's, just, there's zombies everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they're inescapable at this point and we all have to essentially like give a nod to George A. Romero for that because he changed the way that zombies were seen. Mm-hmm. So allowing it to turn into to become what it mass. is. Yeah. Yeah. Oddly enough, it's funny that he made reference in the second one that he did. Uh, mm-hmm. What was that? Day of the dead. I think, I think it was the day of the dead one with the mall. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, making the reference to consumerism and all that. I think it's funny that that was a reference that he made. And then all of a sudden there's zombies used in everything yeah. in the I mean, years. So. Now there's even um, like people do like zombie runs. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah where I've seen those. you do like a 5K or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But you run through different terrain and there's zombie actors that are out there to like try and you know scare you apparently there is an app that you can get (laughs) uh, an exercise app somebody told me about this where you can have it seem like you're being chased by zombies oh that's fun while you're running which you know just gives you that motivation to keep running (laughs) i'm like that's kind of weird but um and there's like zombie parades and zombie conventions and zombie weddings yes yeah there's zombie. Yeah. i mean corpse bride yeah that's yeah. a zombie wedding yeah um there there's also i guess with the whole vr thing that's come up there are 
that's one of those things that have also become popular within VR. I mean, granted, sure, yes, phasmophobia isn't zombie-related. It's more ghosts and paranormal. Mm-hmm. It is capable for VR, and it does experience... It, it does let you experience, I, I guess... Spooky ...being haunted. Stuff, yeah. Because it is pretty up to scale, and it is pretty realistic when you're having something come right into your face and yeah. essentially peel <laughs> your eyes apart. It's intense. Um, but that's not so much the zombie side of things. There yeah. were a few... Uh, one that I can think of is Arizona Sunshine, mm-hmm. where you're basically it. It feels like it's kind of like a a mix between like I don't know, Daisy, The Walking Dead, um, a lot of these kind of games where you're um just kind of trying to make your way back into civilization, but you're also able to like pick up guns and shoot them and all that. And in a VR environment, that actually allows you to kind of immerse you a bit more. So yeah. it's, it's interesting in that sense. There's um, also, there's a walking dead, isn't there for the VR? I think so, but I, I haven't really looked at it. So Don't we have it? I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> is that Arizona sunshine that we have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought we had a walking dead game too. I thought oh, Xander got no. it. I don't, I don't know if it's on the main Oculus then I wouldn't know. Oh, so, um, but yeah, there's a, if you want to be immersed with zombie experiences, there's plenty of ways. So mm-hmm. and they're everywhere. Yeah. They're coming to get you. Yeah. Yeah. Slow or fast. Yeah. They will be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, without going too much into anything else, <laughs> we should probably take a, a short break in this case, and then we'll probably come back with our drink section. Sounds good. So, yeah. At Till the Last Drop, we'd like to hear your stories, not have you become the story. So please, drink responsibly. All right, so coming back, we're here with the drink. Mm-hmm. It's a long time coming, especially considering this has been a two-part episode. <laughs> so with this one, we decided to go with something that was a little bit more, I guess, themed aesthetically. Yeah. So we've got a... It's a rum. <laughs> rum. It's called Deadhead. It's a 10-year-old rum. Uh, it's, I guess it's a Mexican origin rum. Mm-hmm. This one is, a brief description here is like, it's Mexican rum made from cane juice and molasses. Um, I guess their second most, I don't know, popular vintage oh. is bottled in a monkey head. Oh, don't worry, the monkey's head is made of glass. <laughs> not an actual monkey head? Yeah. Oh, this one, it's however. It's not the Indiana Jones version? No. No. That's for the monkey brains. Well, yeah. I know. Um, this like... one, however, since that one was in a monkey head, this one is in like a, uh, a shrunken head style mm-hmm. bottle. Yes. So, hence the dead head name. We'll have to put a picture of it up. Yeah. It's a pretty cool bottle. Yeah. We were thinking about doing, say, like a zombie or something for this, but considering that that is not very consistent on its recipe plus no. it's not really i don't know it's it, to me it feels like one of those drinks that you'd go and you would literally see in like i don't know a chained how how should i say this a chained burger place that sells alcohol because they have TVs that play sports so like a sports bar no oh. not a sports bar it's just like a chained re- like a chained restaurant that okay. focuses on burgers. <laughs> Didn't we get a zombie at a restaurant like that? Yes. Okay. It wasn't very good. No, it that was one, mostly juice. That one wasn't bad. Uh, I haven't really had any elsewhere, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Well, but I didn't uh, think it was bad. They yeah, had good but chips. Well, then there's just the inconsistency of the recipes that go over. I mean, granted, yes, there's like a, a an earlier recipe, and then there's some simplified recipes as well. Didn't you try making at least one of the recipes the other night, the uh, birthday party, and it was not pleasant? Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't exactly like I didn't have all of the ingredients, so I had oh. like substitute as well. Okay. Um, well, yeah. it wasn't great. No, I would not choose to drink that. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I could figure out which one it was. 
um, because, like I said, there's a lot of them here, and my references are all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been like the... Uh, it had lime juice, didn't it? Um, it had, yes, mm-hmm. and grapefruit. That was the other one. Yep. Um, it was like a simplified zombie, I guess. It was mm-hmm. uh, originally, I guess, the recipe is by Jeff Beachbone Berry. Oh. Yeah. That sounds like somebody you could rely on. Yeah. For no offense to that person. But <laughs> yeah. like for a drink, I think that guy would, you know, uh, well, know I mean, something about a drink. I mean, this one also used like uh, 151, uh, mm. a dark Jamaican rum, some fresh lime juice, white grapefruit juice, uh, some cinnamon syrup and some mint. So those are a lot of conflicting and strong flavors. Yeah. Well, there's also the um, what is this? Spivak, 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 or the mid-century zombie. That one's by Don Beach. Um, ingredients for that one are a little bit more in depth. It's <laughs> white Puerto Rico rum, gold Puerto Rico rum, one fifty-one rum. Uh, ideally, lemon heart. <laughs> lemon heart. Yeah, heart. H a r t. Oh. Um, some li- fresh lime juice, fresh lemon juice, unsweetened pineapple juice. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, passion fruit juice. Some simple syrup, a dash of, uh, yeah, a dash of bitters and a sprig of mint. Why do they keep putting mint in them? Uh, well, it is like your, it's garnish for the most part. Okay. Yeah. It's, these are like your typical, like tiki drinks, if you will. Oh, do they often have mint in them? I guess I'm not a frequenter of tiki drinks. I mean, two out of three so far have it. (laughs) Huh. Cause then going back to like, I, I can pull it up here. The, uh. This one is the zombie punch. This is like the original recipe. Oh, isn't this the one that you're talking about? But it's like yeah. a massive quantity. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a punch. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so it's for like yeah, a party. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, but that goes with like the Puerto Rico, like gold Puerto Rico rum, dark Jamaican rum, 151. This one's Falernum. Uh-huh. Uh, Don's mix, it? which it's another mix that you have to make prior Mm. So the same thing with the uh, falernum. What is falernum? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm not looking at the recipe for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so also, recipes within recipes? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's also the fresh lime juice. There's bitters. There's herb saint or pernode. Six mm. drops. I'm not. Mm. I don't use it, so I'm not familiar with it. Um, there's grenadine and crushed ice as well. And, of course, the mint sprig for garnish. <laughs> Always so, with the mint. Yeah. I guess if it's just garnish, it won't rub off on the drink. I don't know. I'm not well the biggest mint fan. Since that one's a punch, it's kind of like going in there. I says I suppose that it's it's not really something you're gonna get a lot of flavor out because it's just a sprig of mint. Mm-hmm. Even on the step that they say to add it, it says give your mint a good slap. Give it a good slap. <laughs> yeah, to release the oils and place oh. in your drink. So it's it's literally just sitting on the top of it. But you so, have to smack it first. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's you could you could mix it with it, or you're the, not like muddling it like no, a mojito. No. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> slap slap it a mint. Slap it a mint. Slap it a mint. Um, well, I guess you're already holing the bottle, so I, I, I take it that you're gonna open that. Oh, yep. I did. I like that sound. <laughs> Yeah. Now this one was interesting. Like, I've no, I've tried this one a little bit prior mm-hmm. to the recording, so it's not. Un, unfortunately, it's not a first taste experience on this one. No, we've had um, this for a bit. Yeah, but given a good, uh, a good scent behind it. <laughs> a good scent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give it a sniff. Sure. Mm-hmm. No. Um, it smells like alcohol. Yeah. Well, everything is going <laughs> to smell like alcohol because they're alcohol. That's your primary. But there is like. There's a bit of a chocolatey aroma, some caramel notes as well. Yeah, I picked up caramel. So, and that's that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to pour it? Yeah, go for is it. Is that what you do? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can know we know what it smells like so far. It probably looks like a relatively darker rum, not darker, but I should say like uh, burnt amber. A caramel color. Okay, caramel works too. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's like a light caramel. No. It's a light brown sugar color. Okay. So in between like caramel and amber. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what's it supposed to taste like? What are the notes I'm supposed to pick up here? In this one, it says on the palate, it offers a taste of chocolate, cherry, and butter. And the finish is sweet on finish. Butter? Yeah. Huh. I don't think I've heard butter mentioned in the um, Nothing. Flavor. Nothing so far that we've had. That's interesting. Okay. No. Are you going to wait for me to drink it too? Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I was waiting. It's alcohol. <laughs> I guess I can taste butter. I think that's because that's what was in my head. Yeah. I can taste butter yeah. though. It's, <laughs> that's weird. It's relatively subtle. Mm-hmm. But it's like at the end. Yeah. It tastes, it's like a little buttery like coating. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually picking up all... Picking up on more of the, more of the camera, caramel, camera, more of the camera flavor. <laughs> yeah, no, more of the caramel flavor than the cherry, really. Yeah, I didn't pick up cherry. I guess I could kind of get caramel or maybe chocolate, um, something in that vein. But I definitely after the aftertaste is, I have a buttery taste, which is weird. And again, I don't know how much of that is because. I was made aware that that was a thing. <laughs> and so my brain's like, hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, butter. There's butter right. There. I mean, I bake a lot, so I'm familiar with yeah. butter. But yeah. It's not bad. I no. mean, it's, it's pretty. I Again, like something like this, I probably wouldn't necessarily just want to mix it with something. Right. I mean, this is, this is, I don't know, in the sense of most things, it's smooth enough that you could just like put it in a glass, maybe a little bit of ice and just sip on it and be, mm-hmm. and be good. Um, this is a dessert drink. <laughs> it's a des- yes. <laughs> it tastes like dessert. Yeah. You have um, it with your little, you know, pastry. Yeah. I mean, of course, nothing in here would mention is like, oh, great for desserts. It's Mm-mm. like. No, yeah. but I I mean, not that I'm drinking when I'm having my dessert, but like I could see that. Like <laughs> a nice slice of cake and a shot of rum. Why not? I mean, it works. I mean, I've used rum in cake. Well, yeah, that's, so, that's rum cake. Yeah, <laughs> it was a rum cake. Yep. What rum did you use in that one? Was that? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't think it. I don't think we used like something. No, it was something spi- cheaper. It wasn't spice. No, it might have been. I don't know. It was it was a cheaper one that we have because I wasn't going to use like this. Well, yeah. And like this is not the cheapest. Yeah. And you have to use. You know, well, yeah. Considering this is kind of this is classified as an anniversary edition as well, mm-hmm. so it may not be as easy to obtain. Yeah, this was the tenth anniversary. Well, and it was two thousand twenty-one that we got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it was available in June. Um, I don't think we got it in June. We got it a little bit later, but considering that it's been uh, just a little bit longer, yeah. So I have a feeling that it may be a little. It might be a little harder to. To come by, yeah. yeah, which means I'm definitely not going to use it in baking. Yeah, but well, then <laughs> considering that I know you like the the different bottles and all that too, I do. And this is a really neat bottle. Yeah. So even when we eventually finish it, we'll keep the bottle because it's cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. the the Deadhead stuff. They also have them where uh, this one is just glass all over, but they do have some that have like. Uh, Oh, what is it? It's like, I don't want to say it, it. It's like, it's a cord of some kind. It's almost like a, a natural hemp cord or something. Like a rope? Yeah. I, it's not as tight as a rope, but it's like to tie the mouth and the eyes on the bottom. Oh. So it just adds a little bit more of the aesthetic on there. That's a really tight lid. Yeah. Yeah, that and it, it came with two different lids. There's one that's just a standard wood with, um, uh, I guess, a rubber stopper. Mm-hmm. They've kind of gone away from cork. Um, and then there's like a more decorative one that just kind of flares out the top of the bottle that's made of glass. Mm-hmm. So and that one's clearly looks, the one that looks the it best. It looks really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It goes really well because like the top of the bottle is the hair. Yeah. Like the mouth, the spout or whatever. Yeah. So it's a cool bottle. Yeah. So and it's not a bad rum. I mean, yep. 
I typically drink things mixed with other things, but yeah. that's that's not bad. I mean, I I might as well just give a little little read off the back as well mm-hmm. for their description of their anniversary edition. It says an exotic <laughs> single blended rum from the juices. Oh, I'm sorry, the jungles <laughs> the <juice. laughs> of the Chiapas, made from the right. sugarcane juice. That's where the juice mm-hmm. comes in mm-hmm. and molasses. This rum has been resting in oak barrels filled in 2011 to celebrate our 10th anniversary. I'm not sure where the Chiapas is, but I imagine we probably would not want to make something from the juices. (laughs) South of here. Yes, I get that. Um, Yeah, let's not juice the land or the people. I don't even know. Well, I I skipped a line down, so Mm -hmm, it didn't mm -hmm. help. No, so it's supposed to be cane juice. Yes, from the jungles. Uh, from the chicken. From the chicken. The cane juice. What? Never mind. Oh, oh canes. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you talking about? No, I gotcha. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> no, that's pretty good. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, that pretty much goes for our drink right there. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that? You wanted to bring up no. maybe on that uh, on that deadhead or uh... no? I think that's pretty good. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for our uh, exceedingly long <laughs> zombie episode. Uh-huh. So uh, we didn't even cover. There's so much more. Zombies is a big topic, and it's very it's varied. I yeah. Say that. Well, yeah. we we went into a but we did a good little overview. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, for anybody new that's just catching on now, this is to the last drop. We are on, uh, if you're looking for us to get a hold of us, I mean, we're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We have an email that's linked to our website, tillthelastdrop.com. Not only can you listen to our podcast and episodes up there too, but we have some uh, past information on some of our inform- some of our episodes as well as uh, potential New and upcoming things as well. Mm-hmm. It's been a little bit since it's been updated. Our scheduling has not been the greatest. <laughs> There's but, been a uh, lot going on. Yeah, but we're not affiliated with any kind of like large production company or anything like that mm-hmm. either. This is 100% independent. <laughs> yeah, this so, is us. Yep. <laughs> so, but we are also on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, I think Amazon as well. A lot of the places. Yeah. So you can find it. Look right for us there. wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts. Yeah. And of course, thank you for listening till the last drop. Yep. <laughs> thank you for listening till the last drop. For more paranormal experiences served up with a theme drink, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>